me to Luke chapter 17, verse 6. Amen. And we're going to talk about the title of today's sermon is Don't Give Your Faith a Break. Don't give your faith a break. Why? You can't afford to allow your faith to go on vacation. And you can't afford to allow your faith to get stagnant, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. You got to keep it working morning, day, and night. Let me say it again. You got to keep it working how often? Morning, day, and night. Here in Luke chapter 17, verse 6, notice what he says here. And the Lord said, if you had what? If you had what? Faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might what? Say unto the sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the roots, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should what? Obey you. Well, it says here, if you have faith as the grain of what? Mustard seed. Well, what is a mustard seed? It's a plant referred to here. This plant referred to here is generally considered a black, to be a black mustard. Somebody say black mustard. Now, that black mustard seed can grow up to nine feet tall. Somebody say nine feet tall. But it starts off a little small round seed smaller than a pea, folks. But it can grow to what? Nine feet tall. Now, Jesus chose to use this seed in many of his parables, and they're all related to growth. Say it again. They're all related to what? Growth. Something that may start off small. But where proper care and nourishment will eventually grow and become great. Are you with me out there? Look at Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. Once again, amen, something that may start off small. But where proper care and nourishment, it will eventually grow and become great. Somebody say great. Here in Matthew 17 20 it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your what? Unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have what? If you have what? Faith as a what? Grain of mustard seed. You shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall what? Be moved, and nothing shall be what? And possible unto you. Now I want you to note how Jesus likens your faith as a grain of what? Mustard seed. Even though it may be small, but yet it can be very powerful. Let me say it again. Even though it may be small, but yet it can be what? It can be very powerful. In other words, it can become powerful enough to move mountains. Come on. It can become powerful enough to where it says nothing shall be impossible unto you. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Come on. Tell your neighbor that's big. Hey, somebody say nothing. Amen. But notice how it starts off. It starts off as a what? A grain of what? Mustard seed. A small little seed. But in that small little seed is power. Oh, come on. Say amen. But it, has, listen, but it doesn't have to stay small. Let me say it again. But it doesn't have to what? Stay small. Let's look at another parable where he used the mustard seed. Go to Mark chapter 4, verse 30. It doesn't have to remain small. It doesn't have to stay small. Mark chapter 4, verse 30. And he said, whereunto shall we liken the what? kingdom of God or with what comparison shall we what compare it now we know the kingdom of God is God's way of what doing things y'all failed the test it's God's way <laughs> I try to lead you into it but nobody caught on to it it's God's way of what 
doing things. And God does everything by faith. Say it again. God does everything by what? Faith. But notice what he said the kingdom of God is compared to. It is like a what? A grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, it's less than all the seeds that be in the earth, but when it is sown, it what? It groweth up and become what? Greater than all the earth and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the what? Shadow of it. But notice it starts off how? Small. Somebody say small. But when it is sown. But when it is what? Sown. See, we're back to seed time and harvest here. See, when something is planted or sown over time, it will bring forth a harvest, good or bad. Matter of fact, go to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Because why? This is a spiritual law God put in place way back in Genesis. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Tell your neighbor, it's a spiritual law. And this is the spiritual law God put in place in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, where it reads, while the earth what? While the earth re, while the earth remaineth be what? Seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. We still have cold and heat? Just go to Detroit, you'll find out. Come on, say amen, somebody. And you come down to St. Thomas, you'll find out about some heat. Come on, say amen, somebody. Do we have still have summer and winter? Come on. Do we still have day and night? It says it shall not cease. So in other words, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Long as you plant a seed over time, you're going to get a what? Harvest. Well, go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. We see it here. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Notice what he says here. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, he says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So sowing and reaping is a what? Is a spiritual law. Tell your neighbors a spiritual law. See, we're, listen, we're sowing and reaping something every day. Say it again. We're sowing and reaping something every day. Now, at times, we like the harvest. And there are times where we don't like the harvest. Amen. But the harvest came from what you have sown. Okay. But you can't receive a harvest if you haven't sown anything. Right? Amen. So going back to Mark 4.30, chapter 4, verse 30. Once again, he says, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up. And become a greater than all the herbs, shoot out grape branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. But it says here, when it is sown. When it is what? When it is sown, when it is sown, it's going to grow and continue to grow. When it's what? When it is sown. Because why? It, it, it has to be sown or planted, folks. 
Amen. But not just in any ground. It has to be planted in good ground. Oh, are you with me out there? However, when it's planted in good ground, it groweth up. Somebody say groweth up. See, the word groweth means to con- is a continuous process. Amen. Just like faith cometh. By what? Hearing or continual hearing. Are you with me out here? Same thing about, about a seed. Amen. You keep planting that seed. Come on. It what? It groweth and it groweth. It's a, it's a what? It's a continuous growth. But your faith has the, listen, that faith seed has the potential to get greater and greater and greater until it becomes an attraction. Are you following me out here? See, the continuous process is the key. Tell your neighbor, continuous process. See, it can't get stagnant. Your faith can't get lazy, folks. It should never remain the same. Because why? If it stops growing, it will never achieve the greatness God created it to achieve. Your faith should always be growing. Let me say it again. Your faith should always be what? Growing. But you have to sow in order for it to grow. Let me say it again. You have to what? Sow in order for it to what? Grow. But the question is, how do I get this mustard seed that's in the ground? How do I sow this mustard seed of faith? Well, we we may read over the answer, but look at Luke chapter 17, verse 6 again. We read over the answer. It said, the Lord said, if you have, Luke 17, 6, go back there. If you have what? Faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say. You might what? You might what? You might what? Say. Well, look at Matthew 17, 20. It says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have what? Faith as a grain of mustard seed. What's happened? He says, you shall. You shall. You shall. Do you see a connection there? Come on, you see a connection. In Luke it says, if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say. And here in Matthew it says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say. In other words, you need to do a lot more saying this year. Let me say it again. In other words, you need to do what? You need, to, you need to do a lot more saying this year because why? You need to do a lot more sowing this year because why? You're expecting a greater harvest this year. Come on, anybody expecting a greater harvest this year? That means you got to sow some more this year. You got to say some more this year. You cannot afford to be stagnant. Oh, you following me out here because why? If you're not going forward or you're not growing, you're going backwards. And your seed will be rotten and become contaminated and your seed will be unfruitful, folks. Or it'll produce a harvest that you won't like. Come on, are you with me out here? Your, listen, your faith cannot afford to take a rest or a vacation, folks. Let me say it again. Your faith cannot afford to take a what? Rest or vacation. Okay? But go to Romans 12.3. It can't afford to take a rest. 
and can't afford to take a vacation. But I want you to know, we all start off with the same measure of faith. Come on, we all start off what? With the same measure of faith or the same mustard seed faith. We all start at the same line, folks. Nobody starts at a greater line. Nobody gets ahead. Everybody starts in the same line. Here in Romans 12, 3, it says, For I say through the what? Grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, somebody say every man, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think what? Soberly, according as God. According as God has what? Has dealt to how many men? Every man what? The measure of what? So God has given everybody in this room a measure of faith. But it's what you do with that measure is what makes a difference. Let me say it again. It's what you do with that measure is what makes the difference. Between what? Between remaining a midget. Or becoming a giant man or woman of faith. It's determined by what you do with your seed, your measure of what? Faith. But think about it. Just because you're saved, that small mustard seed of faith that you do have has enough power in it to move mountains. Just because you're saved. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. So think about it. What will happen? When your faith continues to grow and grow and grow and become greater and greater, like we read once again, going back to Matthew 17, 20, where it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing, nothing shall be what? Impossible unto you. Somebody say nothing again. See, what, what eliminates unbelief is your growth, is the growth of your faith. So going back to Luke 17, 7. Luke chapter 17, verse 7. Because he's still talking about faith here. Going into this parable. He's still talking about faith as a grain of what? Mustard seed. He goes on to say, well, which of you? He's still talking about what? 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 He began talking about what? And he's continuing talking about what? Faith. So he said, but which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he has come from the field, go and what? Sit down to meet. He's saying your faith is like a servant. Your faith is like a what? Servant. It's supposed to be constantly working on your behalf. It doesn't have time to sit down and rest. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. But notice this here. Notice it says, But which of you have a servant plowing, plowing or feeding cattle? Notice your faith is doing more than did one thing at once. He's not only planting the field or plowing the field, but he's also what? Feeding the cattle. See, your faith can work on more than one thing at a time, folks. Don't limit your faith. Don't limit your faith. It doesn't have to work one thing at a time. Oh, y'all should, oh, y'all, somebody should be getting this. 
And listen over there. And you don't say, faith, take a break. Come on, take a break today because why? Go on vacation because I'm on a cruise. Come on, we're relaxing at the hotel. So you just go on, take a break. Go ahead, get in the buffet line because I'm taking a break right now. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. You, your faith never takes a what? Break. Look at verse 8. He says, and will not brothers say unto him, talking about faith, make ready wherewith I may sup. And gird thyself and do what? Serve me till I have what? Eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt what? Eat and drink. See, when you come in from the field, that's what he's saying to the faith. When you come in from the field, when you come in from feeding the cattle, that's still not the time to go to the, buffet, to the buffet. Come on. No, that's the time to put on your apron and keep serving me. Oh, come on. Say amen. Come on. No, you just keep what? Working. Keep what? Working. I'm not going to allow you to get stagnant. I'm not going to allow you to relax. No, you keep serving me and serving me and serving me until I'm full. Until I have what? Until I have more than enough and afterwards, if afterward ever comes, then you shall go to the buffet. But guess what? Afterward for us is when we go to heaven. Because in heaven we won't need faith working for us. We won't need faith serving us. Why? Because that's we, in our eyes, we, have, we'll have, we will have arrived at our destination. Come on, say amen, somebody. But it goes on to say, don't, does he thank that servant because he did the things that were what? Commanded him. He says what? I throw not. The New Living Translation reads it this way. And does the master, master thank the servant for doing what he is told to do? Of course not. See, you don't thank the servant when they're doing what they're designed and born to do. See, faith is only doing what you told it to do. Let me say it again. Faith is only doing what you are told to do, what you are speaking. Or faith is only doing what he has sold to do, and that is what? Growing and growing and growing while you're what? While you keep what? Saying and saying and saying. And what happens as a result? It becomes what? Greater and greater and greater until it becomes an attraction for all to see. But faith, if it's listen, the faith, but faith is what? Sown by what? Not only what you hear, but what you what? But what you hear yourself say. You hear what I just said? Faith is not only what you hear, but what you hear yourself saying. That's how you keep your faith working and working and working and serving you day and night. Are you with me out here? Amen. That's why, you know, Bishop had taught, amen, that the Bible was never read, never meant to just be meditated upon. The Bible was meant for you to read it to yourself so your ears can hear. Because why? As you're reading the word of God to yourself, what's happening? Faith is coming. Come on, are you with me out there? Amen? So what's happening? Your, your, your ears are hearing and it's going to where? Into your spirit. Guess what? Faith is beginning to grow. That's why when I read the Bible in the morning, I read it to myself. I want to hear the words going into my ear. Because why? Faith will come quicker from me saying it in my ears than you saying it into my ears. 
Oh, come on. Are you with me out here? And I keep my faith what? Working. Working. Serving me what? Day and night. Because what you say and do, listen, what you say and do during the day is still working while you sleep at night. And I can say whether good or bad. Let me say it again. What you say during the day, what you say and do during the day is still working while you're asleep at night. Turn to Mark chapter 4 verse 26. Mark chapter 4 verse 26. Are you still with me out there? Come on, we're talking about don't give your faith a break. Mark chapter 4 verse 26 it says, and he says, so is the what? Kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. He's still talking about seed here. And should what? Sleep. And rise what? Night and day. And the seed should what? Spring and grow up. And it says he knoweth not how. Notice while he's sleeping. That seed is still doing work. That faith seed that you kept saying. And saying, and saying, it's still working while you're asleep, folks. Still working when you wake up in the morning, and it's still working all during the day. Because why? You never allow your faith to get stagnant. You kept hearing and saying, you kept hearing and saying, you kept hearing and saying. You always have your ear to what God is saying in his word, folks. And the word he's speaking into your heart, which is what? Good ground. Then once you hear what's being said, you're speaking it out each and every day. Somebody say each and every day. But while that seed is in the earth, you may not see anything on the surface. Say it again. But while that seed is in the earth, you may not see anything on the surface, but it's still working behind the scenes. See, a lot of times we want to see something happen before we believe it. That that's not faith. While you're sowing that seed, guess what? That seed is still growing. That seed is still working, but you may not see anything. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. You know not. You know not. You know not how. Just like you know not how the natural seed grows, but it keeps growing. Come on. It's growing sometimes for days and weeks under the ground before you see anything popping up on the surface. Come on. Say amen, somebody. But because you don't see it. Doesn't mean it's not growing if you keep sowing. Let me say it again. Because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not growing if you what? Keep sowing. Because it says here, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the what? Blade. And then the what? Then the ear. Then after that the what? The full corn in the ear. Now, I grew up in a country town. Where there were acres and acres of cornfields in Dover, Ohio, New Philadelphia. Now, we used to see when that first blade came up. And we were excited because, because why? We would camp out outside beside a cornfield and pick and roast the corn. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And what we would do, we would get those refrigerator boxes. And we use them as our tents. See, it was a way our parents got rid of us. Come on, all they do is get us some marshmallows, 
some hot dogs. We camp out by the, by the cornfield. They said, we sat. Y'all go ahead. At that time, they said, we get ready to party, but you know. <laughs> Amen. But those were the best times of our lives, folks. And I thank God we didn't have video games back then. We would have missed out on all that. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we knew not to pick the corn too early. We knew it was not harvest time, folks. But it didn't dampen our excitement. Are you with me out here? We were in earnest expectation. We were already, listen, we already knew where we were going to get our refrigerator boxes from. We had our knives ready because we made little windows. Come on, we made doors. Come on, say amen, somebody. It's like our little house. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we had a picture of what we were going to do and the fun we were going to have before the harvest. We knew when the corn was ready to be picked and we knew when it was ready to be roasted. But we weren't, we weren't not, not much concerned about how as much as we were concerned about when. Come on, are you with me out here? But it says here in verse 29, but when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put in the sickle because the harvest has come. See, Bishop said the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost will fall because why? Because of all the praying we've been doing and because of all the sowing and giving to God we've been doing. Come on, say amen, somebody. And see, the fruit is being brought forth because why? We have been faithful and loyal to the word. We haven't allowed our, listen, we haven't allowed our faith to waver or be stagnant in spite of going through what we went through. We went to bed, we got up, went throughout the day, still praise God, still listened to and spoke his word. We went to bed, we got up, went through the day, still praise God. Come on, listen to the word, listen to and spoke his what? word. And like the word of God says here, the harvest is come. Oh, somebody caught that. Somebody said the harvest has come. Come on, say the harvest has come. But then Jesus goes right back to talking about this mustard seed in verse 30. And he said, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It's like a what? Greater mustard seed. Which when it is sown in the earth is less what? Less than all the seeds that be in the earth. Other, see, others may think what you're doing is insignificant, folks. But it isn't. Tell your neighbor it isn't. See, people may say, what is that church going to do now since we've been hit by two hurricanes? And they said we'd never see another hurricane. Come on, preaching good now. See, those two hurricanes didn't affect our faith in God. Those two hurricanes didn't affect our faith in God. Matter of fact, it strengthened our faith in God. Because regardless, contrary to what people say, God still honored his word. The words that we spoke, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And we will still go out into emancipation gardens and still have a peace be still good time in July. Come on, say amen to my Why? Because when it's all said and done, verse 32 says, it says, but when it is so, we know, we know not how. We don't understand a lot of things. We may, not, we may not understand why God allows it to happen, but we do know our faith is growing because why? Because of what we've been sowing in our hearts. 
We know our faith is growing because of what we're hearing and releasing by saying, and the word says, it groweth. It what? It groweth and continually is growing because why? We won't stop. And it become what? Greater than all the herbs. And shoot up our what? Great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Many are going to be, many, listen, many people are going to benefit as a result of what we do. When it's all said and done, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we need to, tell you never we need to. We need to start pinpoint, pinpoint accurately sowing our seed. So that it can bring forth what has been prophesied and spoken to the soil of our hearts. Are you with me out here? Look at Matthew 13, 3. We have to what? Start pinpoint accurately sowing our seed so it can bring forth what? What's been prophesied and spoken to our hearts and to the soil of our hearts. Look at Matthew 13, 3. Come on, are you with me out there? Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. And he spake many things unto them, and what? And Peril saying, Behold, a what? A sower went forth to what? Sow. And when he what? So some seeds fell by the what? Wayside, and the fowls came and what? Devoured them. In other words, they fell where they were not supposed to. Therefore, they became vulnerable. Let me say it again. They fell where they were not supposed to. Therefore, they become what? Vulnerable. They became under attack because they threw, they, they were thrown, they threw out vain words. Look at verse 5. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no what? Deepness in the earth. They were sown in unproductive areas. Places where they, wouldn't, they couldn't produce anything. Are you following me out there? Verse 6, and when the sun was up, they what? They were scorched because they had what? No root. They what? Withered away. And some fell among thorns, and when the thorns sprung up, and what? choked them. They were sown in places where they wouldn't be received in the first place. Are you following me out there? But it says, but others fell into what? Good ground and brought what? For fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Then in verse 9, Jesus says, who has ears to hear? Let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, why speaketh thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know what? The mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. See, God wants you to know more than what the common person knows out here. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. He wants you to know more than that person who doesn't really esteem the word of God like they should. Come on, those that have ears to hear, to them he's given what? To know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven or how things operate here on this earth. Come on, say amen, somebody. Which is beyond human knowledge or wisdom. Because those who's only operating by human knowledge and wisdom, for them it is not given. To them, they're, listen, he's talking about to them that's not hearing. To them there that are not sowing and says it's not productive for them. They don't get it. Tell you everybody they don't get it. But look at verse 18, which starts to explain this parable. He says in verse 18, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower, 
When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the what? Wicked one. And does what? And catcheth away that which is what? Sown in his heart. This is he which what? Received by the what? Wayside. In other words, I'm speaking a word. I'm speaking a word, but I'm speaking a word that I haven't truly gotten the revelation of. Come on, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just reading, but there's no really no comprehension of what I'm reading. They are just words in a confession book. Words in a daily word book. But I have no revelation of what I'm speaking. I'm just speaking what? Those words. I didn't take time to study out what it's really saying to me. What it really means to me. Come on, say amen. Somebody. I didn't mutter or meditate on it. I just say this word. I say my daily confessions every day in the morning. I get in my little prayer book. And it becomes nothing but a book to me. So what happens? I've sown my seed by the wayside. Then it says, but he that received the seed into stony ground, the same as he that what? Hear the word. And now with joy, this what? Receive it. Come on. They believe they really got a handle of what they are hearing. But they didn't stay with it long enough for it to take root. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. They heard it one time and felt that that was enough. I wish pastor would preach something new. I want to hear something else when they didn't really get what, I, what they heard. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, people used to ask Papa Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, Sr., while he's living, they asked him, why do you keep preaching on faith? And he said, when you get it, I'll stop preaching it. Guess what? He never stopped preaching it because people never got it. Oh, come on, I'm preaching good in here. So it says in verse 21, yet he has not what? Root in himself, but dure for a while. For when tribulation or what? Persecution or what? Arises because of the word, by and by he is what? He is what? He is what? Offended. This is what happens when you think you got it and you really don't. Come on, eventually it will show. Let me say it again. Eventually it will what? It will show. It will show when you get hit by Irma and a Maria. People get offended when bad things happen in their lives that they cannot explain. They blame it on who? God. Or they say the word didn't come through like it said it would. We said, peace be still, and he didn't watch over his word to perform it. Oh, come on now. That's why it was so important for us to jump back into working our faith, folks, and praying. Come on, say amen, somebody. Getting back into the word and doing the things to keep our faith serving us. Come in, continually to plead the blood of Jesus. That's why we went right back to saying the word of God, right back to praying every morning. Come on, say amen, somebody. Right back to having church. Why? Because we needed our faith to continue what? Continue what? Working. See, when you get knocked down, what happens? You get back up. 
Let me say it again. When you get knocked down, you get what? You get back up. You go at it stronger. And listen, stronger than you did before, but you keep going on. You never stay knocked down. Matter of fact, go to Proverbs 24, 16. Tell your neighbor, you get back up. You go at it stronger. Stronger than you did before. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For a just man, follow what? Seven times. But what'd he do? Well, what's he do? He rises up again. In other words, he does what? He gets back up. You rise up, listen, you rise up what? Stronger. You rise up better and more committed than you were before concerning the word of God. But sometimes that don't happen. Come on, say amen, somebody. Sometimes people let things just knock them totally out. They stop coming to church, stop reading their Bible, stop praying like they used to. Come on, say amen, somebody. Stop even going to church like they used to. Because why? Because they got offended. But they were the very ones that says, I got it. I'm a word person. I'm a man, a woman of faith. But they got disappointed in God. Because they felt God didn't follow through with what he said. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Go back to Matthew 20, 13, 22. God is a faithful God, folks. God is always faithful to his word. Matthew 13, 22, it says, and he also that received seed among the what? Thorns is he that what? Hear the word. But something distracted him. What distracted him? The care of this world. They start worrying about things. Concerned about things. They didn't know how to cast it off and give it to God. Come on, say amen, somebody. They got caught up feeling sorry for themselves. Taking on cares they had no business taking on. Then what else distracted them? And it says the deceitfulness of what? Riches. Chasing money. Being deceived by thinking, I got to get this money. I got to replace that which was destroyed or lost. I got to replace it. So I'm going to work myself tirelessly to get back what I lost. Because they feel that's the answer. What happens? It says, and the deceitfulness of riches do what? Choke the word and he become a what? Unfruitful. So the very word I'm sowing is being choked by my own actions. Even though I'm confessing. And confessing and confessing, but at the same time, I'm so concerned about what I don't have, I'll do anything to get it. Even forsake the word of God. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. But 23 is where we want to go. So he that receiveth seed into what? Into what? Into the good ground is he that what? He that what? Hear the word, not only hear it though. Not only hear it, but what? See, hearing, uh, hearing and understanding is two different ball games, folks. 
You can hear what I'm saying now, but you may not understand the thing I'm saying. Come on. He says, but he that heareth the word and understandeth it. And what? And understand it, which is, which also what? Bear fruit and what? Bring it for some hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. See, I'm not just hearing the word. Come on, I'm not just what? Hearing of the word and I'm not saying what I'm hearing. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not just hearing and not saying. I'm not hearing and not saying. I'm hearing and what? Saying. I'm not just confessing and confessing and confessing the word just to be confessing. I'm not saying something that I really truly don't understand or don't have a revelation of. I am he that received the word. Come on, receive the word or planted or sold it into good ground by hearing and understanding what I'm hearing. That takes time. That takes me studying what I'm hearing. That takes me going over it and over again till I do get it. Not just hearing it once and saying I want something new like most people want. And that's why they go from church to church to church. Because they feel, I heard that already. Well, if they heard that already, wouldn't their life be better than it is right now? So you can't say you heard something and it's effective in your life and I don't see it in your life. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. But he said, he that received it, he received the seed in a good ground and see that what? Hear the word and what? Understand it. Come on, I received that word of God. I planted that word of God. I sowed it into good ground by hearing and what? Understanding what? What I'm hearing. It's not a mystery to me anymore, folks. Therefore, what? I'm bearing fruit. I'm bringing forth what? A hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold by what? By sowing and sowing and sowing, then going to bed. Sowing. Getting up, sowing, going through the day, sowing. I know not how, but my harvest is springing forth. Come on, say amen, somebody. My harvest is coming because why? I keep my faith in a servant mode. I don't give my faith a break. Too many times we give our faith a break. And since things don't come through for us, we want to blame somebody else, not look at ourselves, because why? We're the one that took a vacation. God never takes a vacation. The Bible said he never sleeps nor slumbers. You always got to keep your faith working night and day. And that comes by what? You sowing, hearing, and sowing, speaking it, hearing and speaking it, hearing and speaking it, hearing and what? Speaking it. Not just in the morning, but all throughout the day. Are you listening to me out there? Rising day and night. Doing what? Giving God praise. During the day, you're giving God praise. Why? Because you're putting yourself in remembrance of what he said. When you know or think about what he says, it should automatically bring our praise inside you. Why are you with me out there? If God says, you're going to be a millionaire. Hallelujah. My kids are coming home. Hallelujah. 
Me and my whole household is going to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you cannot afford to allow your faith to take a vacation. So many times people do go on natural vacations and they feel they take a vacation from the word. You listen to me. They do. They sleep in. Then they get up running around. Forget all about the Bible. Forget all about praying. Come on, say amen, somebody. Understand, God don't sleep and the devil don't sleep either. The devil don't take vacations either. All he's waiting is for a break in your faith. Because he understands the only thing that's going to stop him is your faith. But we got in our mind, we could take a break. You cannot afford, come on, to give your faith a break. Especially for what you're believing God for, for 2018. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. You can't give your faith a break. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to get in the word more so than you did last year. Why? Because the stakes are greater this year. Let me say the stakes are greater this year. The greater the stakes, the greater the faith. Amen. So we got to make sure we don't get stagnant in our faith. We got to make sure we're always what? Growing. Always what? Growing. But you can't grow if you're not sowing. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. If nothing's going in, nothing is coming out. And if you're sporadic in your faith, that's the way the devil is going to treat you. Amen? Because all he takes is that little gap where you done let down your, 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 your guard. He comes in and hits you upside your head, and then you wonder what happened. Amen? Because why? You let down your guard. Amen? You didn't give, you gave your faith a what? Break. Tell your neighbor, do not this year give your faith a break. Tell your neighbor, you cannot afford it. The stakes are too high. God's getting ready to give you something. That's only your faith going to be able to attach itself to. You're going to need your faith, folks. Come on. Come on. You need your faith. Come on. You're going to need your faith. Come on. He said, he said prosperity is going to be flow out like a river this year. But that's going to take faith to receive it. Especially when you look at your bank account and it says negative zero, zero, zero. <laughs> to really say I know not how <laughs> but it's going to happen because why I've already put seed in the ground I may not see it I may not see it on my bank account but I know one day I'm gonna push that button and it's gonna say one zero 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 zero
Hallelujah. 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 I may not see it in my body right now. One day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to... It's gone. Why? Because I didn't allow my faith to take a break. I know not how. But it happened. Glory to God. Lift your hands and give God praise.